My name is Jonas Urbonas, and this is my personal diary. This is where I share my journey as a tech entrepreneur, all the ups and downs, successes and failures, and everything in between. Hello, listener, whoever you might be. This week I have a couple of things that I want to talk about because it's been a few weeks since I last recorded uh, an episode of this podcast. Um, and one of those things is something that I've heard somebody say. And it's a lot of times where it seems so obvious, but you still need to hear it from somebody else. So that person said, not taking risks is also a big risk. And that really resonated with me. And it did because I started thinking about where I am today. A lot of things that I've achieved to date is because I took risks. And I honestly started thinking now that it probably would have been at that time, if I didn't take that risk, I would have thought that I'm being safe. I'm protecting myself from something bad that might happen. But now that I'm at this point, I'm thinking about how much riskier would have actually been to not take that leap because I risk of missing out on what, what are the possibilities going forward. So a lot of times when I now make a decision that I feel is risky, the way I think about it is this is an opportunity, if nothing more, right? You know that saying of um, fear of missing out, FOMO? I would honestly change that to risk of missing out because it is risky to not be able to see all the things that you're able to achieve long term. And so thinking about this leads to another thought that I had quite recently, which is that a 100% commitment is a lot easier than 98% of commitment. It's a lot riskier if you don't commit to it 100%. That's just something that is common sense if you really start thinking about it. Because when you're 100% committed, there's no falling back. There's no safety net. There's literally just go forward 100% and don't look back. If you're doing it something 98%, you'll always leave a bit as a safety net. Say, whatever happens, I'm still going to be, I still have this other option. And that other option becomes more of a distraction. You start, you, you think about it. it. It leads to questioning yourself a lot um, because you still, you keep thinking whether that 2% is a legitimate option. Should you take up on it? You know, it's just too many different variables, even though it's just the 2%. But if you're 100% committed, that's it. That's your number one goal, one and only goal. And you don't even look sideways. You just go for it, right? And I can give you a really good example, which is I recently started intermittent fasting. And it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. And to this day, I struggle with it. And that's simply because I... I'm not really 100% committed to it yet, right? So what happens is the intermittent fasting for me is 
my last meal is at 6 p.m. and then I don't eat until next day's 3 p.m., right? So that's about 16 hours um, of, of fasting. And then I've got my feeding period, if you, you know, if you want to call it that, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., sometimes 7 p.m., right? Now, the reason I'm not 100% committed is, for example, you know, I always have something in my drawer, right, in, in, in the office. I always have the shop downstairs and I have money to buy something, right? I always... Uh, think about, oh, it's going to be 3 p.m. soon, so I might eat something. So one thing that I've done recently is I've changed it a bit, right, to make sure that I could be 100% committed to that. So what I've done is I've pushed back and I started eating only once per day. And that sort of feeding period would be from basically 5 p.m. to about 8 or 9 p.m., so I just come into the office in the morning and eating would not even be an option. I wouldn't have anything with me. I wouldn't have anything in my drawer. I would just have a conscious decision of until I go home, I am not eating anything. And if I need to stay late, that's fine. I've got a shop downstairs, right? But at least I know that in, my, in the sort of core office hours, my working day, I don't even need to think about food because I decided that I'm going to be fasting all of this time. And to be truthfully honest with you, yes, I do get hungry and all that stuff. But because I've made the constant decision that it's not even an option to eat, it is a lot easier to fast. But when I was committed 98%, when I had like some nuts or chocolate or whatever in my drawer, when I knew that, oh, I'm going to eat at some point during the day, um, I kept thinking about it. And you, you, it feels like you need a lot more willpower to go above those thoughts and above those distractions rather than being committed 100%. And if I were to take a business example, when we had Orphimedia and we needed to get clients, we didn't really get that many leads solely because we weren't committed 100% because we still had Orphe Active, we had other products that we were working on and we weren't committed to Orphimedia 100%. Yes, we got clients, but we didn't grow as a digital marketing and branding agency, right? We just stayed where we are, we stayed alive because we got the clients that we needed to survive uh, so we could still be focused on the app as well. I know for a fact that if I put my 100% attention and commitment to getting leads and to getting clients for Orphe Media, we would start growing as a media agency. And the same goes with everything I put my mind to. Uh, but it does need to be 100%. You need to be really, really focused on it. All your energy needs to be towards it. And I guarantee you'll see the change. So if you're sort of half-assing on anything and you're listening to this right now, just try, just for one week, try committing to something 100% and see whether even in just a week, you'll see a change and it will really, really blow your mind. The next thing I want to talk about that was a big topic for the past few weeks for me is hiring and what basically comes with it. So in the past month, I think, or so, we were actively hiring for a couple of positions. So one was a uh, a good developer to help us with 
with the launch and past the launch. So somebody that's going to be not a freelancer, but an actual part of the team uh, long term. And then we also were looking for a digital marketing assistant to help us with all the social media content, you know, community building, all the nitty gritty stuff that comes with digital marketing, right? And I want to touch upon a few things. And it has been a, quite a big learning curve for me as well. Even though I've hired quite a few people before, um, with Hoops Connect, with Orphe Media and stuff like that, this was still different because nothing is the same even though you do the same thing, if that makes sense. So even though I've hired before, every single time I go out and look for a new hire, it's different. You know, you, 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 you find different challenges, you, you meet different people, you do it in different ways. And so for the developer, I really started struggling right? I really struggled to find the right talent, the right cultural fit. Because before, when I employed a developer, I solely looked at the skill set, right? Will he be able or she will be able to develop what I need to be developed or to, you know, implement the features that I need implemented for the app to be where it needs to be, right? As simple as that. I didn't really think about a cultural fit as much. I didn't think about the location as much or communication as much because it's code, right? Big mistake, big, big mistake, right? Um, so I really wanted to find somebody in-house, somebody based in Manchester, in our office, somebody that could come in every single day, do their work, be part of the team. And I failed at it. And I failed at it because I started looking too late so I thought I'm giving myself a month to find somebody and that's not enough if you want to find the right talent. If you want to find the right talent, you'll need to, you need to always be on the lookout. It doesn't stop. If you really want a really go, good cultural fit, if you really want somebody that's so talented that you know is going to change your business, you need to be always on the lookout because they won't, most of the time, they won't be available you know, solely when you need it, right? They'll be available when they will be available, right? Unless you heavily recruit them from another company or anything like that. So I really struggle with that. So Manchester is still a fairly small city. The talent here is quite limited. The talent, the really good talent that is here is chasing money. So they go and work for big corporations, banks and stuff like that. And, you know, being a lean startup, that's sometimes, again, quite risky. Um, it's a, it's it's quite of a, a bit of a investment from their side. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you need to, you know, really sell people on. And it takes time. It takes recruitment time. And I tried having conversations with a couple of people. I tried to actually steal a couple of people from other companies. I was very close to stealing one person I really liked, but again, uh, he chose the money. Um, so I ended up hiring a Nigerian developer who is working remotely. Now, hiring somebody from Nigeria was very new to me. Um, again, learned a lot of new lessons, but... One of the things is that you always need to learn. You need to educate yourself on how to do things. And hiring somebody from Nigeria is very different than hiring somebody in the UK or in Europe. And I needed to learn a lot of new legal things. I needed to understand the nitty gritty 
things that comes with employing somebody full-time that's remote uh, and all these other things, but it's well worth it because now the next time I need to do something like that, I'll be a lot more quicker, a lot more aware of what's going on. So dealing with new things and educating yourself is absolutely crucial in everything you do. So hopefully this Nigerian developer really uh, works out. I really like the guy. Um, you can definitely feel the cultural differences and in, 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 in the way that he communicates with the team. Um, but it is, it's just going to be a learning curve. Um, so I still will always be on the lookout for talent. So it's not going to be a case of I need any of the developers. I'm going to look for one. I'm always going to be looking for developers um, and somebody that is really a good cultural fit for me and for the company. And if somebody turns up and, you know, and we don't need anybody, I'll, you know, for the right person, you can always make a place. That's for sure. And so the, the second thing I wanted to talk about hiring is when we were hiring the digital marketing assistant. And the main point I wanted to, want to make here is that skill set isn't everything. And so when we had, we were looking for somebody that's quite junior, that's fresh out of university. Um, and we were just looking for somebody that we can mold into something that would be a really big part of the team going forwards in a couple of years, right? So we had a lot of applications for this position, more, a lot more than the development job. And the key thing that we were looking at is fundamentals. So to each candidate that we felt was right, we sent a task that they needed to complete. And the task was create a little strategy for a couple of different scenarios and outcomes. And at the end of the day, what happened was that we hired a person that didn't have the best skill set, didn't have the best proposal, um, and didn't have the best knowledge of the field, what was the best cultural fit, had the best fundamentals, and had the most room to grow. And this is, again, one of the things that I've learned throughout the years is that you need to hire based on vision and what the person can become. And then it's up to you to mold that person, help that person grow, rather than only base it on skill set and experience. These two things uh, do need to be separated. It's obviously best if you, the person has both, but if, you, if, if you're looking for somebody, for example, junior, fundamentals and room to grow and cultural fit are absolutely key, key criteria that you need to look at. So for, for the digital marketing assistant job, I'm really, really happy with the hire. He's been smashing it. One thing that really impressed me about him was the fact that he's quite independent. He can find solutions himself. He proposes new solutions, but he also asks questions if there's anything that he doesn't understand and takes that for what it is and really takes everything on board and learns very quickly. These are the things that will definitely help him move forward and become a really key part of the company. And the very last thing I want to talk about is regarding self-awareness, right? And this is something I was thinking about for quite a while now. Um, I've basically had conversations with myself. And you've got a lot of successful people saying, especially somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, saying that self-awareness is the absolute key in becoming successful and in, in, in truly understanding 
what is important to you and what you should be doing in life. Now, at first, I completely agreed and I thought that I really need to be self-aware of who I am, what I'm good at, what I'm bad at and stuff like that. Um, so I do, I, I mean, I agree to an extent, but the thing that I've discovered myself that there's a big distinction and big difference between discovering who you are and deciding who you want to be. So this notion of fake it till you make it, because it has such a bad rep, I really like that saying. And I live by it solely because if I simply discover who I, who I am, and this is what I double down on, that limits me to who I could become. If I decide who I want to be and I work towards that, that means I can become whoever the fuck I want, right? Literally. I, five years ago, was a completely different person than I am today. And that's not because I discovered myself. It's because I decided that this is the person I want to be and I'm going to be working towards that happening, right? So if I'm saying I want to be an amazing singer, right? I could easily discover that, oh, I can't sing. Or I could work my ass off for however many years to be practicing singing, going out, doing concerts, trying to record music and stuff like that, and eventually becoming a singer. I honestly believe that there's no such person that cannot sing. I think it comes down to, yes, some people have more talent than others, but with work ethic, anybody can become a, a, a fairly good and decent singer and actually make a living out of it. So, and that goes into any industry. So I decided to become an entrepreneur. I decided to become a business owner. Um, I want to become a successful businessman in the future. I want to own my own basketball team. I want to, you know, have my own basketball camps, grow the young generation, teach them how to play basketball, you know, uh, sort out a lot of um, poverty issues and a lot of other issues with, when it comes to children and, and how they are being you know brought up through the sport of basketball and that's just something I decided on I decided that's what I'm going to be I decided that that's what I'm going to go and I know that's what's going to happen because I'm putting in all the things um, that are needed for me to get there right so there's a big distinction between discovering who you are and deciding who you are so self-awareness that's what self-awareness means to me. I think that's all I want to talk about today. It's been very nice to get this off of my chest. Um, I'm not sure who's listening, but if you are, thank you. Reach out to me. Let me know what you're going through. What's your day today? What you think of this? And, you know, what else would you like me to talk about? But at the end of the day... This is just me recording my journey and we'll see how it goes. I'll see you in the next episode.